This week, I'll be answering a question that I get a lot. It's actually a question that I had, and it was a fear that I had as well. Because grief was so painful and made me question everything, I felt strongly that life would never be good again, that it would only be painful, sad, and hopeless. See, because grief is so overwhelming, it's easy to feel this way. And when things don't change day after day and month after month, we start worrying that grief has become our new reality. I'll share how to know if you're making progress, how to know if you're stuck and need help. I'll share some things that will prolong your grief walk and share what will bring hope and healing. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on that couch. I'm Steph and this is Grief to Great Day. Thanks for being here. I want you to always feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening in Israel, our spotlight country this week. We stand with and are praying for you. And in the U.S., Iowa, you take over as the state with the most downloads this week. Grief to Great Day is downloaded in over 95 countries now. This tells me that there is a need to talk about grief and that it's felt throughout the world. So know that wherever you are, what country or state you're in, you're not alone as you walk through this thing called grief. I know there are new listeners each week, so if that's you, welcome to a podcast you never wanted to need. I'm glad you're here, though, because it tells me that you are taking a step towards your healing. Now, for you new listeners, if you hear me, talk about Monica and you want some background, then just go to my website, grief2greatday.com and click on the book tab. Her faith journey through the last six months of her life were unreal. A lot of people call them crazy and her death changed me. She's the reason that you are listening to me today. In this podcast, we're going to talk about understanding what it is you're going through because it's not just about being sad. We're going to talk about how to get through the day and how to grow your faith even if you don't want to talk to God right now. So if you're just starting your journey, I need you to know that life will change. Today is not your forever. It's important for you to hear that often. Now you're never going to stop missing your loved one, but you will be able to breathe, to laugh, and to live again. A sweet friend of mine just lost her husband this morning. I cannot tell you how much I hate that for her, and not just because of the obvious. 
but because those first hours, days, and weeks are horrible. You're functioning, but you're really not physically present. You think that it cannot get worse, but six weeks or six months down the road, you realize how wrong you were. See, this sweet lady was a part of Monica's and my CPR training business, and she became our friend. She came to visit Monica when she was sick, and she allowed me to cry on her shoulder often while she helped me navigate some of the financial issues of Monica's estate. I know you have memories of your first hours, days, and weeks. And over the years, there will be a few you will never forget. But thankfully, a lot of those beginning months will be completely gone from your memory. I think that's a gift of how God made our brains. I've had a lot of questions from you ladies on how to know it'll ever get better because it doesn't feel like it will most of the time. So here's a few of the questions. I want you to see if you can relate to this. Are you sure it gets better? Because it is so hard and I hate this feeling. Someone else said, I thought the first year was the worst, but the second year is worse than that. Another lady said, every year the pain only gets deeper. It will never end. And lastly, someone else said, I don't care about anything, but I know I should. Does it ever change? Well, I'm going to get to the spoiler alert and tell you, yes, 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 it will change. But I also need you to know that time itself is not going to heal you. You have to do the work of grief. I've shared many times that you have to pray, read, and rise. And I don't mean it like, oh, just read the Bible. Just pray. It's not like that. I don't mean to share it as if it's like as easy as going for a walk. Nothing in grief is easy, but nothing in grief is more healing, more calming, and more powerful than your relationship with God. And to clarify that, healing isn't always in our desired time, because let's be honest, we would want it over and over now. That was me. <laughs> and our efforts don't include exhausting striving and time goals. That was also me. If you are goal-oriented or a high achiever and you were like that before grief, please do not put that added pressure on yourself. It does not help and it does not heal. From choosing to lean into the Lord rather than leaning away from Him, you're going to see changes. You will have a peace that cannot be explained, and you'll be like, oh, that's weird. No, it's not weird. It's God. I know that the prescription of read the Bible and pray does not look like it used to. Maybe you had a, a neat routine of devotions, and now you just glare at the Bible. Well, that's okay. Just don't put the Bible on the shelf. Maybe you never had a consistent routine of spending time with God. That was me. And you actually battle with yourself on whether or not you're going to grace God with your time after what has happened. Either way, it's not easy, but it is necessary if you want true healing. People will unknowingly prolong their grief journey in the long term by needing to have instant relief in the short term. This can come in many different forms like eating too much, eating too little, 
drinking alcohol more than you know is okay, smoking, prescription or other drugs, relationships, working too much, or staying in the bed. Anything you use to numb you out, to have a distraction from working through what you've just been through, is not the thing that's going to bring you healing. Let's not forget that our culture, we don't want to talk about grief, which makes us feel like talking about grief with others isn't a good thing. Our culture gives us three days for bereavement leave, which tells us we should get through it quickly. And the pressure we put on ourselves to escape the pain quickly, remember the microwave mentality, it sets us up to feel like nothing is happening, when in fact, it's happening just slower than we're okay with. So for those questions, when should you be worried about not moving forward? How do you know if you're stuck or just turtle slow like me? And when should you seek help? Let's start by answering the first two questions. If you're in the first two years after losing a loved one, it is not the time to worry about not moving forward or being stuck. I want to encourage you to look back over those last two years and see if there has been any improvement. Now, improvement in grief looks like if you started your grief journey crying every day for the first year, okay, that was me, and in the second year, you are starting to have a day here or there or even many days that you're not crying, that's progress. I'm not making a statement on crying. (laughs) It's healthy and healing. I'm just showing you progress. If you stayed in the bed or on the couch every day and you didn't get out of the house, but now you're out of the bed more than you're in the bed and you're making your way outside, you're making progress. If you have any glimpses of a future, glimpses of a purpose, any interest in trying to figure out what's next, that's great progress. If you have journaled, I want you to go back and read some of those early entries. If you say, wow, or you shake your head at what you're reading, you're making progress. If you can breathe even a little easier, or if you can smile, or if you accidentally smile, that's progress. Then if you can laugh with no guilt, more progress. If you pray, read, and rise, you get up and get out more than you have, That's progress. What I'm trying to drive home is that progress is not being done with pain or missing your loved one. Because grief, it's not linear. And I mean, it just doesn't steadily get better and better and easier until it's over. No, grief is up and down and up and down and up and down. And progress is the goal. I'm going to say that again. Progress is the goal, not perfection and not a finish line. The finish line for your loss comes when you are reunited with them in heaven. But in the meantime, you still have a life. You still have to decide how that will look. This decision, it's a daily choice to do the hard things until they become less hard. And for the second question, if it has been longer than two-ish years, And there is absolutely no progress. There's nothing, not a zilch, zero, zippo that you can point to and say, okay, it is a little better. 
then it's time to seek some outside help. You are not meant to live in such pain long term. You're not meant to live with a spirit of mourning. You're not meant to grieve forever. You'll never stop missing your loved one. But missing and not living are two very different things. See, there is still a plan for your life and you carry your loved one's legacy. We're all connected. You can see that in families, right? Got you, got your mother, your grandmother, your great-grandmother, your earlier ancestors. Well, it's the same with our lives. We touch and affect others, and we have no idea how much. Think about the athlete who goes back to the middle school coach after they've gone professional in a sport to thank them for what they instilled in them. Or the professor who will credit the elementary school teacher for instilling curiosity in them. We're all connected. So if there's no progress after two-ish years, please seek help. And I want to stress that finding a Christian counselor or coach who has walked through grief themselves is who you're looking for. You don't need theory. You need a God-focused and experienced person to help you. And don't forget to pray, read, and rise. After my first two horrible years, I began having more and more of those glimpses. And my prayers, they started becoming about my future, my ministry. Now, that was huge progress from the pits I had allowed myself to fall into. But only after I stopped trying to run the relationship with God and tell him what the plan was, did I recognize that the greatest gift I was being given was not what was going to happen to my life, but what God was doing in my life by having a real relationship with him. Y'all, it's a beautiful thing when you are all in relationship with God. Now, I don't have that same urgency, that same time, or that same dependency now, and I miss it. You'll understand that at some point, and when you do, I want you to think about me, because we are all connected, you see? The word of the week, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Romans 12, 12. Oh, that patient part, it is not easy, but it is necessary in grief. Your journey works, or the work of your journey, is to register for the summit today. It's the last time you're going to hear me say this. <laughs> today is the last day to register. So you need to take a step towards your healing. No one else can do that for you. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. When you join the summit, you'll be in control of how much you engage, if you engage at all. But just being there with other women who get it, who understand the pain you're feeling, who understand the questions and the fear that it'll never change, that's important and it's healing. And maybe one of these speakers will say something and it will change your day and maybe your journey. And then you'll carry that forward for somebody else. Again, we are all connected, but you have to take that first step. There is no one who is a part of the summit who hasn't lost a loved one. They have all walked through the valley of the shadow of death with great pain and are all now in the business of supporting others like you who are just starting their journey like my sweet friend did today. They, like me, have been transformed by God 
and they are here to give you great hope for your future. If you feel that life will never change, then you're among friends because we have all said, thought, and felt that very same thing. So go to the Grief the Number Two Great Day website or the Holiday Grief Relief Summit.com website to register right now. Don't put it off. Take a brave step. You can do this. I know you're struggling to decide if it's really going to help, but there's only one way you're going to find out. So I want to see you there. If you don't have a church home, visit my church, opendoorchurch.com, who will also be a part of the summit. But links to everything you need are going to be in the show notes. In the meantime, remember who holds your future. Know that you're not alone and keep on coming back to the house. Keep sitting on the couch and keep taking those steps towards your healing. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.